Hello, welcome to Animoa, the animated movie watch. I'm Beffers. And I'm Birdie. Today's episode is Ninja Scroll. We pick our movies from the list of animated feature films on Wikipedia. Any movie with a theatrical release that has a critic's rating of over 50% on Rotten Tomatoes will get its own episode here on Animoa. And we are watching these films in chronological order. Yay! Uh, 93. 93. 93, okay. Oh, we did it. <laughs> what did we do? Made it to 93. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and and, and we, we made it through Ninja Scroll. We did. Which... Uh, I did not know anything about going into it. Me neither. Uh, but now that I've seen it, I'm like, oh, I probably should have. And I, I guess I knew more than I thought. I'll explain in a minute. Hey, what are you drinking? Oh, I got <laughs> a leftover latte from a new local cafe place. Oh. It's just, a, it's, a, it's supposed to be honey lavender, but it tastes like generic sweet latte. <laughs> okay. It's interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, it sounds like good flavors and it's iced. Nice. You have a shark mug? I do have a shark mug. I enjoy my shark mug. In it, in it is what matters. Mm. It's uh, it's a London fog. Um, nice. It's not a very strong one, and it's not a very good one. I, I did, I did not let it steep long enough. But hey, it still has that that good Earl Grey flavor to it. So Yay! I'm content. I, I don't think we can clink because no. you've got plastic. plastic. So, but but thankfully, I have a tiny glass here with me, so I can just do a little. Perfect. Yay! Hmm. Okay. Okay. So yeah, Ninja Scroll. This is uh, apparently an influential film. Yes. Uh, like kind of, kind of this this trinity of this Akira and Ghost in the Shell mm-hmm. are kind of like these movies that popular popularized anime in the West to the to the point that this one even like I, I was kind of surprised it didn't even really do that well in Japan, but it like did gangbusters <laughs> in America and. Uh, and just the Western world in general. Yeah, um, I can see how a bunch of people in in the Western world would really like this. Yeah, I mean, it again, it it influenced quite a bit. Apparently, the um the Wachowski sisters, uh, you know, Matrix, were influenced by it, and it's like, yeah, yeah. When it comes to like some of the action sequences, I mean, for that matter, like V for Vendetta and other stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And um, I guess the uh the director, uh, Yoshiaki Kawajiri did contribute to uh, some segments in the, the Animatrix, oh, which I right. did not know that either. So I was like, oh, shit. And then the other thing that he worked on, this is where I realized, oh, shit, I should have known more about this. Or maybe this is why kind of after watching it, I was like, this feels kind of familiar. He worked on, or he directed, rather, Vampire Hunter D, Bloodlust, the oh. one we haven't gotten to yet, the one that I was talking up back when we watched Vampire Hunter D. And I was just like... The other one's better than the, the one that came out in like 2000. It's really, really hype. It's really cool. And yeah, he's he's behind that. So cool. no wonder some of this felt a little bit familiar. The stylistic choices and the crazy over-the-top violence, <laughs> yeah. among other things. We almost didn't do this movie because it was mm. nowhere. It Very hard to get a hold of. Like, other, like You have to just buy it. Like, really. So yeah, uh, our buddy Eric did his editing movie magic, and he found uh, he found a Japanese version and an English dub, and apparently a Spanish dub, and he did some kind of wizardry. And <laughs> I didn't even know that much. Oh my yeah. god! Uh, and yay. we ended up with a pretty decent watch, mm-hmm. pretty good watch, good quality, I mean, good sound. It, it wasn't English, so yeah, we did have the English dub, which I was a little disappointed um, that we didn't get to see it in the original Japanese because that's always a preference. 
when we do this. But, you know, we, we've, we've been stuck with the English dub a few times, and it's just, it is what it is. It yeah. is what it is. It was decent, but the, the main character, his English voice was so, it was, <sighs> so you know. It, it wasn't the best performance. There were a lot of not the best performances in it, but it also, I've heard much worse. Yeah. I have heard worse. <laughs> so, like, I, I, although I wrote down, like, ugh, English a few times, like, um, it, it, it still wasn't, like, the absolute worst. But yeah, the main guy was just a little blah, <laughs> just a little bland sometimes. But at the same time, enough that he had enough inflection to his voice and I, or maybe just the character itself was good enough that I didn't like dislike the character because of the voice actor by any means. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. Only sometimes did the, the audio and the, the, the visual get a little desynced, especially as we got nearer to the end. There were like moments where there was like punching happening and then like grunting happening, like in, in a reaction, like, like a, a spl- like not a full second later, but maybe like a half second off. So it was just kind of like <laughs> getting a little bit choppy and odd. And I'm like, try not to laugh at that. <laughs> anyway, uh, God, I, I, I've already talked a little bit about just like, okay, well, here's, here's a little bit about, so this is an important movie. Here's the director. He's got a pretty... He is prolific and has a vast body of work, I guess. Like, he's been around for a while. Mm. But this is probably one of his more, like, famous movies, I'd say. Weird. It's so weird because I've never heard of it. Hmm. But now we have. Yeah, now we have. Again, Hello. same, same. Anyway, so I don't... What, what, what do we want to talk about? There's, there's, there's a few things I want to touch on for sure. Well, uh, we should talk about the plot a bit. It's a... Little complicated. I have written down some key points. Complicated and, but simple but complicated. Yeah. So I can try to explain it and then if if you know anything, you can try to fill it in. Sure, I can try. So you got the main character, Jubei. He's like a mercenary swordsman. Apparently he's a really good swordsman too, because we yes. get to see him in action at the beginning. Yeah, he has a semi like he he can like shoot energy out of it. It seems like it, he, he he can cut from a distance. That's yeah. something that I notice. And he also has like the wire that he can like retrieve it. Yeah. So he's got like a few cool techniques with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have Kagero, who is a lady ninja, specifically uh, Mochizuki Koga ninja. Yes. And she has some special abilities. She's like a poison taster, so yeah. she's immune to different poisons. Mm-hmm. But also we find out that if someone sleeps with her, they die. Or or even like kisses or touches her, really. Like yeah. she, she has become poisonous by ingesting and like absorbing all of these poisons. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. It's it's a little weird and we'll we'll talk more about that. Yeah. But yeah, I have some there she is. some thoughts about me, that. Me too. <laughs> And and then we have oh crap I didn't write his name down there uh, he is Dakuan Dakuan he is a Tokugawa government spy who ends up following Jubei around <laughs> trying to get him to work with him mm-hmm. and he actually saves his life quite a few times yeah and he does convince him to work with him but only by blackmailing him yeah. by. Uh, poisoning him and saying, I'll give you the antidote if you help me. Hey! Yeah. Oh, by the way, you have this many days to live. <laughs> one. one. I'm pretty sure it's like one day to live. Because <laughs> like, like almost instantly Jubei's like coughing up blood and shit. <laughs> okay. Cool. Anime poison. Yeah. So Jubei and Dakuan have to fight the eight devils of Kimon. Yep. Who are trying to overthrow the Tokugawa shogunate along with 
the Toyotomi Shogun of the Dark. Yeah, it's, it's like, it gets even more complicated than that with like the, the leader of the Devils of Kimon is a man named Gamma, right? Who yes. our main character, Jubei, already killed, first of all. They, <laughs> but they, they knew each other before because they... They, they, they ah, were comrades. They were comrades, but then Jubei... Not Jubei. Uh, Gamma betrayed everyone for money, basically. I mean, it all boils down to like betray them for this gold. Yeah. And then and then Jubei, Jubei kills, kills him. him. But what he doesn't know is that Gemma can do reincarnation. Yeah, he put his head back on. And he's back. <laughs> he's back. He's back. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it, it just sort of becomes after basically Jubei and Kagero get like sort of involved in this. Oh, they, yeah. they sort of just keep getting targeted by all these devils. Yeah, um, Kagero's ninja group. Oh, yeah. they, they all everyone but her gets massacred yeah. by this giant rocky guy who we'll talk about later we'll, 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 we'll say all their names we'll say everybody eventually we'll, I, we'll, we'll get to all the devils I started calling him the boulder <laughs> oh spit take you gotta spit take out of me fuck <laughs> timing but that was when I actually liked him that was before he kidnapped oh. Kagero and Started raping her. Yeah. The boulder is disgusting. The boulder does not approve of this message. Oh. So uh, that gets interrupted by Jubei, who just starts talking to the rocky devil guy. (laughs) Instead of... Tessai. Yeah. Tessai. That's his name. That's his name. I don't care. (laughs) Okay. Well, again, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to all of that. Like, the point, point being, like, they keep just coming across them. It's... They, they, you know, one at a time, basically. They are maybe I don't know if it ever happens like two at a time, but they're they're encountering these these different devils and they're having to fend them off and they're occasionally killing them as they continue toward the climax of the movie. <laughs> yeah. With, but as they go on, uh, Jubei and Kagero are kind of like forming this sort of, like they they've formed an alliance, but they they banter and they bicker and. You know, she she seems to think she can do things on her own, and he also is kind of like, "Get the hell out of here! I can take care of this." It's just like that a lot. <laughs> um, but you know, he does find out that you know no one can sleep with her, no one can be with her. So it, it's sort of like a really weird will they won't they because yeah. you know like well they kind of can't until it's revealed uh, by Dakwan. Um, actually, it's kind of revealed. Like he, does, we don't actually hear this reveal. She reveals to the audience, um, as she literally reveals to the audience. Um, sorry, poor taste. Um, so she reveals that um, in order to cure the poison that Dakwon has in- infected Jubei with, he has to sleep with her to like fight poison with poison. And <laughs> there's another really more unsettling will they won't they and i was just like you better fucking not and then yeah no he uh declines and jubei goes off to you know fight the final boss or so he thinks god then what happens what happens well eventually he kills gemma we're skipping a whole big part there hey okay and then they get to the boat and then there's like the part with her getting fucking killed (laughs) that happens first okay so there's a shipment of gold going to the I believe it's the ship is being run by the Toyotomi Shogunate. Oh. And a few of the devils are on the ship as well. 
Because they're working together. Yeah, Gemma and... Well, actually, I think it's just the time is just, just Gemma. No, he's not even there yet. Kagero's buddies from her clan, they show up, but it's actually not them. It's that's yeah. Gemma. And he fucking kills her. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Jubei is like going fucking nuts and killing a bunch of ninjas. Uh, as you do. As you do. See, I'm, I'm still trying to, like, I'm trying to remember what happened, but uh, this is where he fights the electricity guy. And oh, then yeah. he blows up because gunpowder girl, gunpowder owl lady <laughs> is, <laughs> is like been out of shape because she like came onto him earlier in the movie and he turned her down because he's in love with Gemma, but like they both sleep with Gemma. It's weird. And she's all petty. And so she kills him mm-hmm. and is like, oh no, what a terrible accident. And the voice actor that was actually really funny. She's like, oh no, wow, that sucks. You know, like, it's like really, really had that vibe and it was pretty funny. Yeah, she's my favorite of the devils. Interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll tell you my favorite okay. later. But um, yeah, and then that's when everybody's getting on the ship and Kagero dies. Jubei, like, does kiss her one last, like, like one time ever. I was only one last time also, I guess. And then he ends up being okay by the end of the movie. So he didn't yeah. have to sleep with her. He just had to kiss her. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's all they needed to do. And <laughs> that stupid old man, Dr. Yeah. One, was like, you gotta sleep with her. He's so feisty. He's trying to, I don't know. He's trying to match make her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Regardless. Yeah, she dies. And uh, he continues... Onto the boat with Dakuan, and that's when Boom Lady goes boom um, in a pretty cool scene. And then one of the funniest reaction shots in the yes. entire movie uh, from Gemma. Uh, oh, who he has, by the way, taken over the ship and taken over the, the he wants to be the dark shogun or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, he kills the Toyotomi leader. Yeah, yeah, throws him off the boat. Yeah, bye. And then, uh, yeah, we get this pretty epic fight one-on-one between Jubei and Gemma in like the burning hold of the ship. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lots of very brutal close combat, close quarters combat kind of stuff. Lots of sharp objects like Uh swords. Yeah, lots of that too. Um, Lots of bludgeoning in the face with Kagero's headband. Mm -hmm. And then lots of molten gold. Mm -hmm. And then a really cool one-liner uh, as he finally kills Gemma and basically that, that dude gets just completely covered in gold. He gets Midas and then <laughs> sinks down to the bottom of the sea with all the gold that he betrayed everyone for. Yes. What is that one liner? Uh, it's burning your golden hell. <laughs> I was like, I had to write that one down. I loved that. Like the one time where I think some of the English stuff is actually pretty pretty good is there were some pretty amusing like one-liners and moments like that when yeah. I was like okay that was fun nice I don't know how that if if it translated pretty well from the Japanese then hell yeah so I guess the the original was probably an amazing script then because yeah. there were some good lines but yeah that's that's kind of it and he he lives and basically. Dakwan's going to pay him like the paltry amount of money he was going to pay him to begin with. Yeah. But then I think Jubei just sort of like slashes his cloak so that like the gold bar he had like taken with him like falls into the sea. He's like, yeah, now we're good now. <laughs> and then they part ways. That's it. Goes on to more adventures. And I guess there was a TV show or something. Yep. Which wasn't as good. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I know about it. So Yay. Well then, little, that was a little joint work. We we figured out the plot. Very terrible retelling. 
<laughs> nah, it was fine. fine. <laughs> it was fine. We got the important points. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is to say, it's 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 an interesting setting, and there's like interesting, historically accurate stuff that's happening in there, mixed with all the weird fantasy demon power shit. Yeah, and <laughs> we can see how that's very influential on future mangas and animes. Yeah, and not just that, but on something that I really, really, really want to talk about. Boy, did it feel like a video game structure. <laughs> and at one point, you even said something. I had just written down a note about this, and you were like, oh, I guess I guess we know who the final boss is. And I'm sitting there <laughs> like, yeah, that is the final boss in the video game. You see the giant health bar pop up, and you're like, ah, here we go. I have to do this, like, I have to beat him first, and then he's going to come back, and I have to beat him again. And it's just like, oh, my God. But the whole thing, very specifically, I really want to, I, I really got to highlight this, is it felt like a Metal Gear Solid game. Hmm. Metal Gear Solid by Hideo Kojima, in itself a very influential game. And the, I'm, I'm talking PlayStation series games, which is Metal MGS 1, 2, 3, 4... Um, specifically, this one felt like MGS3, uh, Snake Eater, because there's, there's so many elements that, like, <laughs> carried over, like, where you've got this kind of, like, like the, the, the writing for the, the hero and having the sort of femme fatale character who he meets along the way, who assists and then potentially can die at the end. There are multiple endings you can get in, in the first Metal Gear Solid movie. A movie game. It's, it might as well be a fucking movie. That's the way these <laughs> things are structured, too. They're very cinematic. But um, basically got the bad ending in the video game because Kagero dies. There, there, there's this famous thing where in, in the first, eh, spoilers, MGS game, Snake, main guy, his lover is, well, not lover, but she could potentially be, is Meryl. Her name's Meryl. And she's like the love interest. And she can either die at the end or live. And if certain decisions you make along the way, you get the bad ending and she dies. And you end up with somebody else who accompanies you for like the very back half of the game. And his name is Otacon. And so that's called the Otacon ending. Mm -hmm. And then if you if she lives and you get to like end the game with her, that's the Meryl ending. And that's con considered the, the good ending. <laughs> <laughs> so when when she died, I wrote down in my notes, ah, oh, shit, he got the Otacon ending. Mm -hmm. But yeah, beyond even just like that specific thing, it's just the whole vibe of it, having all these sort of extraordinary villains that you come across who all have these strange powers and you meet them one by one along the way and you're building up to the final boss who has like a, a deep connection with the main character from their past and they have like this rivalry and it builds up to this huge final climactic fight. That is a structure of an MGS game. Wow. And so many of the villains felt like MGS villains too. Like you've got a guy who can control electricity. That's a guy in MGS3. You've got a guy who's like all spooky and can like kind of, he doesn't literally jump in and out of shadows, but the way he moves is kind of like the guy who was in this movie, who was the shadow guy. Hmm. Uh, you've even got an old guy who blends into the trees. <laughs> <laughs> like you've got... Wow. A lot of stuff that just uh, snake tattoos that move, um, like that's like, what the hell? A lot of this felt so influential, and I couldn't find any evidence anywhere of like Hideo Kojima ever talking about having been influenced by Ninja Scroll. But it seems pretty obvious. But then the one that is the most obvious one that I wrote this all down before I even saw this motherfucker is that there's a guy who controls bees. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. That is very specific. It's very specific. Of course, in, in, I guess, Ninja Scroll, it's wasps. And in MGS3, it's hornets. Bees. We don't care. Everybody always just says, it's the bee guy. They're the same anyway. They're, they're pretty much. <laughs> in this case, they, they, they're yellow, stingy, go bad. Uh, ouch. But yes, I, so that's what I call that guy. The guy in MGS3 is called the pain. So I was like, when, when this guy showed I'm like, oh, fuck, it's the pain. I can't believe that. That's just like, I had just written down my note about, oh, this feels like an MGS game. And then this guy shows up like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. That blew my mind. Anyway, sorry. I had to go on that rant. Had to share that because there's just, it feels like there's no way there's not an influence. There has Absolutely. to be some sort of influence there. I would like to talk about each of these devils. Fuck yeah, let's go. Yes. I, I, I kind of love them. <laughs> Except for Tessai, who... Yeah. Gross. 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 That was gratuitous. Um, but yeah, let's... We'll, we'll get to maybe some of that a little bit later. But yeah, real quick. Um, so we've got... I guess in, maybe not in order of how they appear, because we might fuck it up, but I'll try. Um, I think Tessai is the first one we see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no. No, the first it's one not. is the shadow guy. Because it's the shadow guy. He's talking through the mouth. You're yeah. right. Okay. That Everyone talks through the mouth. <laughs> he's, he's, the, the, talking through the body. The mouth of the body yeah. of the lady who's the like lady plagued. The lady who is and, from the plague. Yeah. City. Yeah. Sorry. In, <laughs> on the screen, they show two mouths. And so it's like, yeah, talking through the mouth. My brain saw the mouth. I know what you meant, but our <laughs> listeners would be like, no. what? That's true. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> It's still not the first one we fight, though. Right. So, like, if we go in order of fights, okay. let's do this two test high. So, he, for me, it was just Rockman. Rockman. I like the boulder better, though. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, he uh, kind of, like, our first clue that, oh, shit, yeah, no, there's definitely, like, super, supernatural shit going on with these, these, these devils. Yeah. Like, his skin is fucking stone. He is the thing. <laughs> and he's gross and awful. I don't really have a whole lot to say about him other than the grossness. Um, but he gets a pretty fucking wild death, I must say. Very gruesome. The head, like, through the sword, and then he, like, tries to attack him with his head sword. Yeah. And then he slides down. Uh, the sliding down. Ugh. I mean, because of what he did to Kakeru, mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I was rooting for uh, him to die very, very brutally. But yeah, no, uh... That's that's Tessai. He gets kind of the first big badass fight, both with like all the ninjas that he kills, and then also with Jubei. That's it's a cool fight. It's a cool kind of like introduction yeah. to like, oh shit, this is this is it. Yeah, that was uh, when I watched it. When I watched that fight scene, I it was telling me, oh hey, this is a pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah. That's like if you weren't sure up until that point, that kind of was sort of like the moment where it's like, oh no, this is like good. Not cinematography, but I guess well storyboarded. There we go. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. After him, I think the next big encounter is Benisato, who's the snake tattoo lady. Yeah. Um, that was a creepy way he met her in the hot springs. Yeah. And she's just standing there. <laughs> he's he's kind of chill about it, though. He's just sort of like, hi, uh, what you doing here? <laughs> and she's being all weird and sexy. But yeah, as soon as the tattoos start moving, it's like, ooh, shit. <laughs> and she almost kind of gets him, too, like yeah. hypnotizing him. And it's only uh, Dakuan uh, throwing the shuriken into his shoulder that saves him. Because like the pain, I think, snaps him out of it. Yeah. Um, but it's also poisoned. So. Yeah, it, it serves a dual <laughs> function there. <laughs> 
he uh, doesn't defeat her there because she sheds her skin like a fucking snake and vanishes, which that was really creepy when like he has her arm and I just starts to go limp. And I was like, ah, what's happening? Uh, But when he actually has a more proper encounter with her later, also still doesn't defeat her. They don't actually really win that one because Mm. she gets killed by a string guy, string dude. Mm. (laughs) By the electricity. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they they still do, I guess, like, sort of, I guess, defeat her. I don't know. Man, she's she's weird, though. I I don't know. Was she the old lady? Or was she... Was that really an old lady? I don't know what was happening there in the temple. I think what she did was she took, like, a corpse and... Filled it with snakes? Yep. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) The snakes... I'm not bothered by snakes, but the snakes, the way they were animated, this bothered me. They were, like, reeling, slimy, worm-looking snakes. So they did a good job at portraying her as a devil. They did. They did a very good job. And I did not like the snake that came out and bit... Oh, like it came out of her vagina or something. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, I didn't love that. That was just like, ah! But it's funny that it bit Kagero and she's just yeah. like, eh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, because like Benesad was like, oh yes, that's the most potent one right there. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. Whatever, bitch. So yeah, no, that's that's it for her. Um, she, was, she was all right. It's definitely spooky. Spooky, yes. Uh, how about Dream Guy? String guy, yeah. I mean, I guess we, we've we've met him already by this point. Um, his his name is Yuri Maru. I very much like this character. I liked I liked how kind of calm and collected and quiet he was. Yeah, and that made him you know more more frightening and chilling. And I really liked his ability. I, I liked that he could like generate electricity and he used this as like wire. Yeah, to and- like snag people or to. All sorts of stuff. And, and to communicate. That was the coolest yeah. thing ever. So he wrapped it around his molar and then the string like, like just, went to another person. Yeah, like g- Gamma, I think. Gamma. And he just kind of hold it in his mouth. Yeah. Like, like, it's just... And because it, of the vibrations on the string. Yeah. It's it, like playing telephone with a little yeah. tin can. And you have to wonder if he like put any of like his, electrics, uh, his electric power into it to like really channel the voice through that. Yeah. It's like, I could, I could believe that. And that's like, oh, what a neat use of like a, a power like that. That's 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 really neat. My name for him is was actually Flower Boy because when Flower we first Boy. see him, he's holding this flower. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> Which nah. is so anime, very anime. There's a lot of anime. I, I called him String Dude pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got a kind of uh, disappointing death though. The fact that Zakuro killed him like that, like I don't know. I, I was like, he was, he had. Jubei, like he was gonna fucking kill him, and then she was just like, "You know what? Fuck you." <laughs> I thought that was a pretty cool death. <sighs> it, it's just—it's disappointing. Like I wanted—I wanted like Jubei to get the upper hand or something, but it like was, it was like out of left field. It and that was made it funny. It—it it, it, it was funny. It was just still disappointing as someone who was kind of like kind of built up like as the second in command, and then it's just like. Oh, shit, he got betrayed. But, like, <laughs> the way he realizes he's about to die. Like, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, very much. <laughs> the rat that's just sort of wandering in. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, why are we focusing on this? Oh, shit. <laughs> so let's talk about Gunpowder Lady now. Yeah, because I think she she comes up not next necessarily, but soon, I think, yeah, in they- terms of, like, the order that we've been going in. Yeah, so she has the ability to... Like, control gunpowder? Yeah, like, if she, like, puts her gunpowder on a, a living thing and then sends that living thing out, 
Or is she it can make even... it explode? Yeah, like I'm not sure if they're entirely living or not is the thing. Mm. It's like it's 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 weird. Like I can't tell if they're zombies or if they're like, there's there's some weird shit going on with that. But she definitely sews them up with like gunpowder in them, and that's yeah. so disturbing. It, <laughs> yeah, she was she was pretty cool. I liked her design too with like the feathers and yeah. that motif. I remember how we first found out she had this ability. There was this man pacing back and forth. And we find out his he has yeah. like stitches on his face and yeah. Kaluuya. Yeah, no, that that was um the like the leader of the ninja team that uh, Kagero was on. Yeah, because he had his arms ripped off by Tessa. That was that was fucked up too, by the way. Um, but yeah, no, 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 she uh, she's pretty cool. But man, the way she goes out is pretty entertaining too. Like after she does her whole like, oh no, he's dead. Oops. Guess it's just me and you, Gamma. Um, she's on the boat in the hold, and she like catches Doc on like rummaging around looking for the gold, you know. And does does he throw fuel on her or something or, or like gasoline? Not gasoline, I guess whatever the equivalent would be in whatever year this is supposed to be, Edo period. <laughs> yeah, he tries to throw some kind of fuel around, mm-hmm. and she's like, ah, too bad you don't have any like. Any flame, and then it like cuts to Jubei like on the steps. And he's like, "I do." <laughs> it's it's more badass than that, but yeah, boom, up she goes. And that's when the whole boat blows up, and we get that cool gamma reaction. <laughs> yeah, how how do we describe this? Like he's just sitting there. He's he's sitting there in the dark after having like murdered murdered the guy, and it looks like he's almost just like kind of chilling or meditating or something. <laughs> His eyes are like half closed, and they just. We, Open, pretty wide, pretty wide as like the explosions happen. You can hear everybody yelling and panicking and stuff. And he's just kind of sitting there like staring into the camera like, ah, shit. <laughs> but like no expression or anything, just just the slightly wider than usual eyes. And it's just the, the fact that it hangs on it for so long is pretty damn funny. Anyway, back to the the uh, the many devils. Uh, yes. How about... Uh, Mushizo, who I believe is the the, the bee guy. The bee guy. That was pretty random. That was disturbing. It, it got it, more and more disturbing. Is it trypophobia is the one with like the fear of holes and things? I don't know. I think it is. Don't watch this or cover your eyes during that scene where he reveals his back if you have it. Yeah, once you see... Once you see the nah. the wasps or hornets or whatever they are, just fast forward a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Unless... You know, you're not bothered by it. And then also maybe just be warned that it's weird. <laughs> or if you're scared of bees. Because mm, there's yeah. that point where... So this guy is like, oh, tell the, the others that you must go attack them. And then we see our heroes. And then we start hearing this rumbling. Uh, and you and I both said, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the swarm comes up from over the hill. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty... Uh, there's a lot of them. He's, he was... Definitely a, a, a weird-ass villain, but this is very much where it was cementing to me, like, yeah, <laughs> MGS. It's just it's just a bunch of wacky video game villains that you run into one at a time, and they have their own weird quirks, and you have to fight them. And there's also, I think, something in Resident Evil 7 that's mm-hmm. kind of similar. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was creeped out when he revealed that the their home, their nest is yeah, in his yeah, back. Yeah, trypophobia. Exactly. <laughs> just, uh, no, 
No, no, no. Like I don't, I don't have it, but I, I, I was definitely squicked by that. I don't love it. Yeah. But then it ends up killing him. Yes. Because he follows Jubei into the water. He gets knocked into the water. He gets knocked like into leg the water. gets cut off, I think. But he falls in. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jubei cuts off his leg. Yeah. He and does yeah, that a lot. He falls in, and then the the bees are inside him, and. They know that they're drowning and their home is drowning, so they start stinging. They're panicking the and devil. trying to get out. Yeah, they start yeah. stinging the devil to <laughs> basically kill him from the inside. Yeah, that dark and freaky as fuck. Dark actually. and freaky, but I I also was happy. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, goodbye later. It was um, a pretty gruesome thing that they showed. Yeah, yeah. Another one to talk about then, I guess, is Utsutsu Mujiro, and that's the blind guy. Yeah. He might be my favorite, actually. That was really cool. It was a very cool fight. It was very beautiful. I love bamboo forests. I love anytime anything happens in a bamboo forest. So as soon as they like started running towards it, I was like, yes, this is going to look awesome. And it did. (laughs) It looked really beautiful. And I love, I I, I like it when you have the, the, the blind fighter trope is pretty, pretty cool if it's handled well. And I liked this guy and he wasn't like super natural really i think he was just sort of like i'm blind he just had heightened senses <laughs> yeah, and he used he that like, to his he advantage. listened and uh blinded the guy with his sword like he like just used his environment to his advantage but not well enough um <laughs> and uh, I, I must say i really also like the shot at the very beginning of that fight where he's holding up his sword and we see jubei's reflection running at him like about to attack and yeah. then boom the fight kicks off and it was it was such an anime thing for them to be running parallel, <laughs> parallel to each other. <laughs> like kind of just shifting through the bamboo, like like moving a little bit closer to the screen, a little bit further away. Just like... Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. They um, have to get in position. And I'm like, just fight, you guys. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Someone has to make the first move. But yeah, no, but he gets defeated by... Um, I think it's Kagura's sword gets stuck in the bamboo. And Jubei just dives underneath it when he's being attacked like, with an overhand, like, attack, and then he just, whoosh, underneath, stabs up. And it's like, you know, like, that, that, that guy was cool. Like, he's, he seemed like he was he wanted a legit fight. He was pretty polite, all things considered. <laughs> and it was a very pleasant fight. And so I'm like, you know what? I like this guy. It's kind of a shame he had to die. But die he must, for he is one of the devils. Yes. And then we have, um, oh, shit, what's his name? Shijima. The shadow guy? Mm-hmm. The shadow guy. <laughs> One of the best lines in the movie. <laughs> so he materializes like from a shadow and is attacking Dakwan with his crazy claw hand, metal, whatever. It, yeah. it, it, it's bonkers. But Dakwan has like jumped out of his clothes or vanished. We're not really sure. And eventually you, you've got him kind of just standing there in the shadow, kind of looking perplexed. He's like, hmm strange technique and then shloops into the shadows and it's like <laughs> like into the ground like, like right into the ground it's like you're one to talk yeah and then it shows dakawan who is all green and has leaves in his mouth because he's pretending, he's pretending to be a tree be, branch yeah <laughs> basically says the equivalent of equivalent of you're one to talk yeah. like in response and it's I don't know. I really, I was already laughing when it was just like, hmm, strange technique. Shloop. <laughs> yeah. And then the dark one reveal. But yeah, this is not the first time that I've seen a, a creepy shadow dude 
in a Yoshiaki Kawachiri movie because we're going to see another one in Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. Okay. And it's, I, 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 I wish I remembered better how cool it was, but I've always loved like shadow play and things dealing with shadows. So uh, I, I liked, I liked this guy up until he also began like, you know, sexually assaulting or molesting uh, poor Kagero. Yeah. That needed to stop happening. That needed to stop happening. That was one of my, my all caps notes was just stop molesting her in all caps. Yeah. So, so we should talk about Kagero and yeah, how she let's talk about her. how she is. How is she? She's not okay. Um, but no, uh, there are things that I like about her and then things that feel very much A, of its time and B, written from a kind of male perspective and male gaze. Yeah. She is, at least in some respects, like a strong female character, which I like she has certain aspects of that. Yeah. And especially for like in this time, in this time period, yeah, for sure. It it walks that line of like, okay, a strong female character who's super fucking capable and can like kick ass and do stuff, but is also vulnerable. However, <laughs> the way it chooses to treat those vulnerabilities is kind of not great and not super feminist. Yeah. Yeah. In, in my opinion, that's sort of the vibe I I, I kind of got from it. I was I was I was disappointed by not just her treatment but her attitude about certain things. Yeah. When she finds out that she is the the antidote for Jubei's poison, she yeah. like offers herself to him. Yeah. And, and she didn't have to. No. And I don't like that. Dakuan was basically telling her, oh, you're in love with him because he's yeah. a stupid matchmaker. It, it, I don't know. There, there was some... The fact that they, they had to just keep resorting to, like, uh, assaulting her that way is yeah. just... just they, 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 why? <laughs> um, why do you have to keep doing this? It didn't occur to me until after Jubei turned down her offer that I think the writer's were using sex as symbolic of evil because all the devils were wanting yeah. to, to rape her. And then there was that one really weird guy that she reported to like, yeah. while he was having sex and then it turned out he was probably evil too. Um, he wasn't evil necessarily. He was just kind of a dick. He was a dick. Um, like, <laughs> literally. Um, it, it, it was definitely, it was, it was vilifying just like, rape and thoughtless sex and like violence uh in in the, like that physical kind of sense but definitely elevating more of like like the spiritual love and stuff because of like the idea that Jubei clearly cared for her but you know turned her away when it came to like neither of them had anything to technically like in in, in his eyes or in, like you know oh yeah well it's fine if if we sleep together, you know, I'm not going to die. I'm just going to get cured. But but he has like that sort of sensitivity to realize, no, I can't do this to her after what she's been yeah. through. Yeah, that shows this, he is a, a yeah. good guy. So yeah, they're, they're doing that for sure. But the fact that she has to just sort of be kind of like on the receiving end and kind of like this passive thing as yeah. opposed to sort of, I don't know, like she doesn't get to make that decision. She offers herself instead of... I don't know. I don't know. And then the fact that she dies, it just sort of feels like a 
like like I don't know. I don't know. There's something about like the, the the female love interest dying and then that being a motivation kind of thing that never sits well with me. Yeah. I don't know. Like it, it, not to say that I wasn't moved by the scene or moved by the idea that yeah, she did actually want to kiss him, you know, or then they they got to have that before she died, you know. Yeah. It's like that's that's nice. But that's not to say that the whole thing wasn't didn't leave kind of a bad taste in my mouth just in general. And I think some of that just comes from how utterly gratuitous a lot of the uh, assault stuff was. Yeah, that was. I mean, a lot of that was apparently cut from a a release in I, I think it might have been the UK. Mm-hmm. They cut like actually some of the violence too. Um, but then I guess the Blu-ray that came out more recently uh, restored all the the cut footage. Mm. So it's. It's more, <laughs> it's more of the yuck. No. And yeah, I don't know. It I, mm. I, it just feels gratuitous. If it feels like that's not necessary, it just feels just just too much. Yeah, doesn't need it. There was uh, something interesting she did uh, when Jubei saves her from being raped by Tasai, and mm-hmm. they they make it out safely. And mm-hmm. They're talking by the river, and yeah. They decide to split ways. Yes. She basically tells him, no, I'm going to work on my own. And yep. she's like very strong about it. But as soon as she's alone, she breaks down. Yeah. And that is something that that's, that's the one time where we're, we're, again, I don't like using this sort of thing as like a plot device. Yeah. Every, like, oh it, man. It, we've talked about this before, yeah. like using rape as a plot device. But I do like the characterization of like someone who's trying to be strong and then they, and, and when they're alone is when they're, they, they, they finally break down or are vulnerable. But then you want it eventually to be like, okay, well, they can be vulnerable in front of other people eventually because it's okay to express your feelings. It's okay to not be okay, you know? Yeah. Like that, and it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's reasonable writing. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's not a bad thing, but some of this was. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of, kind of, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's hard to, I don't know. I didn't really write down a whole lot about this. I just figured I'd talk off the cuff and now I'm just like, oh man, I, I wish I'd like kind of written down my, my my thoughts and my points ahead of time for that discussion. But oh well, uh, I, th- I think we've gotten our point across. I think we how did. we feel about that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, uh, so if I were to watch this movie again, which I might, it was, it was decent. I would for sure fast forward through through gratuitous part. I'd maybe yeah. just skip to the action scenes. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the highlight of this movie for me are like all the, the action sequences. Yeah. The fights are really, really good. They're really cool. And I could see how this was popular and how it's been influential and how, yeah, it's it's, it's memorable. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to remember a lot of these fights and a lot of these villains and stuff. And I'm going to never gonna be able to, like, divorce my thoughts from, like, MGS, it's just a game. <laughs> um, God. Bees. Yeah. And, and not even just that, though. But they're, they're just video game structure in general, where it's just sort of like you're encountering smaller bosses along mini bosses, and then eventually you get to the big boss at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big boss, that's another MGS thing. Anyway. <laughs> Jokes. Yeah, other than that, I don't know if I have a whole lot else to say. Um, other than I do, if I if I see it again, I want to see the original Japanese. Yeah, if if sure. we ever get a hold of it, somehow, someday. Hey, 
Elijah Wood, you you did Belladonna of Sadness. You wanna you wanna do a Ninja Scroll too? Well, I mean, I know there's a Blu-ray of it. So oh. is the Blu-ray in English or does it have the Japanese? I don't know. Maybe you should buy it and find out. Oh. <laughs> Hey, um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I still haven't bought Son of the White Mare, so um, <laughs> if I haven't bought that yet, I don't know how likely it is I'm going to buy this one, because <laughs> I really like that movie. Anyway. <laughs> Remember when we watched movies we liked? No, we still like these. <laughs> no, I, I like Ninja Scroll. I'd say overall. Um, I'd say overall I enjoyed it. There were definitely some stuff, again, that wasn't as big a fan of. And it's it's pretty violent. You have to be in the right headspace for it, I think. Yeah, yeah. But um, so overall, pretty cool. We talked about the plot, the characters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. action scene, a little bit of animation. Yeah. I don't even remember if there was music during There the was, and it was really good, actually. Okay, okay. The music so was quite good. I, I, I didn't really look up anything about it other than just I remember a lot of, like, traditional instruments. Like, and a lot of, like, kind of nice tension-building stuff. Yeah, no, there was there was good music. And then cool. there was, like, the anime ending song at the end. Yeah, like that, that slow song. Like a Sounds ba- like a guy just standing there with a the microphone just singing. <laughs> karaoke ballad. Yeah, karaoke ballad, exactly. <laughs> I, d- I don't think that fit the movie at all. That did not, no, not really. <laughs> that felt like, again, like when you're watching one of those anime TV shows and it just sort of like, you've got the opening and then you've got the ending and they're both <laughs> pop songs yeah. randomly and you're like, oh, okay, I guess. What? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, good point. Bring up the music. I, I wish I had looked up more about that, um, but I do remember it being good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, otherwise. Well, um, um, I have two notes. Yes. Uh, one, just... The voice acting made me laugh sometimes. Same. Um, and then there was this one part where Electricity Guy was telling um, Sparky Sparky Boom Lady. So, <laughs> <laughs> How many Avatar references yeah. we cram into this episode? <laughs> that he was telling her like to, like not to hang around him anymore. Like he actually said, "Don't hang around me anymore." Yeah. The way he said it was like this this dumb high school drama. It's kind of kind of was honestly. Um, that, yeah, that was pretty funny. And and I think a lot of the stuff that, uh, Dakwan said was unintentionally funny because the voice actor was like really trying to cram in it. It, it, it it's, it suffered from that dub thing, that dub yeah. phenomenon where it's like, they're trying to cram in as many words as possible into a phrase because the mouth movements don't match. And it's just like, no pausing for breath. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I heard you were going to do this, but also I think you were going to do this. And nah, 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 nah. it's just like, oh my God, slow down, stop, pause, something. But for him, it worked because he's kind of this crazy old man. Yeah, it, it kind of worked and, and loved it. He was, when when he did well, he did well. And I was entertained by that character. He, he was a very entertaining character. Him and uh, Yuri Maru, uh, Electricity Guy, and uh, Utsutsu Mujiro. The, the blind guy, I think, were my favorites. Yeah. But that said, I liked Jubei. We, we we didn't really, like, talk too much about him, but I liked him as a protagonist. Um, he was not annoying. That's, yeah. That's what I have to say about him. He, like, had a pretty chill attitude and a pretty decent sense of humor yeah. I, I liked. Um, and he was capable, and he, he didn't feel, like, OP. Like, he got his ass handed to him a lot, actually. <laughs> um, but he always pulled through. So, yeah, he had... He had Good, good protagonist, damn it. So yeah, yeah, good stuff. 
I would recommend this to anybody who likes action movies. Yeah. Especially anyone who likes those really fake punching noises. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I could see that. I'd recommend this to people who maybe want to get into more like adult violent anime. Okay. Like if if you haven't already. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say like for your baby's first anime. Probably not. No. But it's it's definitely pretty quintessential anime. So I think it's 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 definitely something to check out if you are into anime and for some reason haven't been able to see it. Like you know, because it is kind of hard to get a hold of. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's I think that's about it. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. So yay! yay. Uh, what do we have next time, Beffers? We have. The Thief and the Cobbler. Which version are we going to watch? Are we going to watch both versions? You have to listen to find out. I think I need to clarify what we mean by that. We mean Thief and the Cobbler that was released, like, and then there was the recobbled cut, which was the fan version. Wow. I don't know. We'll see, won't we? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I started calling him the boulder. Oh, <laughs> spit, oh take. spit take. You got a spit take out of me. Fuck. That was <laughs> timing.